Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Rustling Unlimited as it's Wednesday and that means tonight was AEW Dynamite. As far as tonight's AEW Dynamite does go, I thought it was a pretty good show. Also, just a preface before anybody asks in the live chat, no Luke tonight. He had some other things he had to do, which is all good. So I'm taking it solo, talking Dynamite. But with that, I thought I'll just get the rant out of the way. So we start the show. And they go, this is the big championship night. All four championships are in play tonight for AEW. And I'm like, no, they're not. <clears throat> no, they're not. All four championships are not in fucking play. Mr. Excalibur. The trios titles are on the line. The tag titles are on the line. The AEW world title and the woman's world title were eliminator matches. What does the word eliminator mean? And champions are in a match that they're going to win. Always, 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 always. So trying to tell us that this was a championship night with all four titles in play is bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Because calling your matches eliminator matches mean absolutely nothing. Now, someone may come at me and go, well, there was that one time when this person won an eliminator match to get a title shot, probably. But 99% of the time, always. 99% of the time. I can't say always, but 99% of the time, the champion wins when you put the, what's the, eliminator tag on a match. There's a AEW world title eliminator match. Just call it a non-frickin' title match. Just use the word non-frickin' title. I hate that they do this and put eliminator on it because it's just like, hey, you don't have to pay attention. MJF will win. Hey, you don't have to pay attention. Jamie Hayter will win. And what happened? Both won. So, yeah, stupid concept, just like when they tried to do the records thing and they never upheld that. Because the whole thing is, huh, if it's an eliminator match and they beat the champion, then they're in line for a title shot. Okay, well, first off, why does it got to be an eliminator match for that? If somebody beats the champ at any time, whether it's an eliminator match or not, they should end up in line somehow. Plus, who thought could Takeshita was going to beat MJF when they're building MJF versus uh, Brian Danielson. And I know someone's probably going to come at me here and go, well, no, Takeshita wins, and then they build him up for after Danielson. He's the challenger after Danielson. No, 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 The Eliminator thing is dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. Can we just get away from it? Because it's basically telling us every single time, oh, well, the champ's not losing, and there's no chance of the champ losing because it's an Eliminator match. So stupid. So, so dumb. And so with that, we got more to talk about that we may rant and rave about. I don't know. But we got more to talk about as far as this show does go. Before we do so, I want to say thank you if you are watching live, whether that's twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited or youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and they always give you one free subscription to any 
Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I haven't even checked what the free games are right now because I know they refreshed last week. So the free games that you can get for... Well, it's weekly free games now. What? Weekly free games? I thought they were monthly free games. It says weekly free games now. Interesting. Uh, we've got Elder Scrolls Morrowind. We've got... Um, Metal Slug, The Last Blade 2, Metal Slug X, Metal Slug 3, ooh, Real Bout uh, Fatal Fury 2. That's a good one. That's a good one. And it says weekly. So if they changed it to weekly instead of monthly, uh, that's interesting. That's very, very interesting. You also get free stuff for League of Legends, Grand Theft Auto Online, uh, FIFA 23, PUBG Mobile, ooh, ooh. Cart Rider Rush. Heck yeah. I'm going to have to uh, get that going because Cart Rider is a really fun karting game that is free to play. You don't got a Nintendo to play Mario Kart? Get Cart Rider. It's great. Anyways, you also get one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did so right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also remember, if you follow us on YouTube, you can help us out over there by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access to podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Plus, remember to head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming one of the free games or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use our code right here, PWUnlimited, at checkout. And you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, use code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases to directly support us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But with that, oop, I don't want to click that. I don't care that they're playing Hunt Showdown right now. Maybe jump on with them later. But anyways, with that, we've got AEW to talk about. AEW Dynamite kicked off, as always, with Excalibur. Tony Schiavone and Taz welcoming us to the show. That's when Excalibur did his dumb line of, all four championships are in play tonight. Yeah, no, they're not. Two of them are on the line, and two other champions have matches. That's all it is. That's all it is. But it did kick off with uh, MJF, the AW World Champion, against Kanosuke Takeshita. Fun match, really good. Predictable finish, or ending, I guess you could say. Outcome. MJF suckered Takeshita into a handshake early on, but Takeshita quickly turned the tables with 10 corner punches and a jumping knee. MJF pulled the ref in front of him to stop Takeshita from running at him, and then he talked some crap and this and that. MJF hammerlocked the arm and hit a cradle DDT for a near fall on Takeshita. Takeshita reversed a whip into a corner, uh, into the corner with an exploder suplex as they, uh, as that was followed by two corner boots. Takeshita hit a perfect brain buster, but MJF kicked out a two. There was a perfect tri perfect tribute to Eddie Guerrero as they were in El Paso as Takeshita did the Eddie Guerrero shimmy before connecting with a big frog splash. Crowd loved it, got a two off of it. Takeshita connected with a driver into a wheelbarrow German suplex that looked really, really good. MJF was sent to the floor and he regrouped. MJF then tried to post Takeshita, but the tables were turned, and MJF ate the steal to you deserve, uh, you deserve a chance from the crowd. Back inside the ring, Takeshita tried a moonsault and was crotched as MJF 
went for a back suplex, but Takeshita tried his home run lariat only for MJF to land on his feet. MJF tried to throw a shot, but Takeshita turned, and, uh, turned him inside out with the lariat. Takeshita draped his bad arm over MJF, who immediately sank in the salt of the earth, but Takeshita did escape. MJF was then sent to the outside, and Takeshita wiped him out with the somersault dive. As MJF got back in the ring, he shoved the ref and got a low blow on Takeshita to take over and zero in on the bad arm. Both men would start trading some strikes back and forth until Takeshita hit a Hurricane Rana. MJF countered into a power slam on his knees. MJF then clutched his own knee and ran right into a blue thunderbomb for a two. As Takeshita followed this up with a pump knee, MJF got the rope break off of a pin. Takeshita then missed the senton atomico off the ropes as MJF sank in the, earth, uh, the salt of the earth. He repositioned, cranked it even harder, and Takeshita would tap out with MJF picking up the victory. Again, obvious. We knew he was going to win because it was an eliminator. After the match, MJF got the dynamite diamond ring, and, well, he popped Takeshita in the face with it, busting him open. Brian Danielson would run down to make the save, basically, and stop MJF from doing anything else as, as Takeshita was left laying. A video package was shown of Samoa Joe talking about uh, regaining the TNT Championship last week. He mentioned Wardlow wanting to take the title from him, but he'll take everything from Wardlow instead. We then had another quote-unquote eliminator match as AEW Women's Champion Jamie Hayter took on The Bunny. Now, this match itself felt a little weird, like it ended early for some reason. I don't know what it was, but like they went to commercial, came back, and the match was done within like 30, 45 seconds or something like that. So, kind of weird. That kind of weird. So an early series of shoulder blocks by Hater was quickly thwarted as the Bunny did her corner leg choke. Hater responded with a back suplex into the ring. As Bunny suckered her in for a uh, or suckered her in on the other side of the ring with a neck breaker through the ropes and snapped suplex into the ring steps. The Bunny controlled the action during the break as we came back to Penelope Ford ripping away a, a basically a Haterade sign that Britt Baker had and she teared it up or tore it up. And they told us the commentary. These two kind of got into it during the commercial break as well. Hater then hit, hit one exploder, but the second dropped the bunny right on her head awkwardly. Hater then just pulled the bunny in, hit the Haterade, and picked up the victory. So I don't know if this was that bad bump there that ended up ending the match abruptly or if that's just how it was supposed to end. But it felt like they rushed to the finish once they came back from break. There was like 30, 45 seconds. She hit the exploder, hit another that the bunny landed awkwardly on, and then it just was done when she hit her finish. So, don't know exactly what happened there. I don't know if she got hurt. I'm not going to try and assume that or anything, so I'm not even going to say it again, but it, it was weird. Weird how quickly they went to the finish. In the back, this was kind of weird and, and odd as well. Ish, kind of, I guess, nah, whatever. Kind of lame, to be honest. Renee Paquette is backstage with Tony Storm and Soraya. They call Hater a loser, even though she just freaking won her match, so that's dumb. This is this is some of the stupidest shit. They're just the mean girls. They call over Leva Bates, and they're like, hey, Leva, what does your name start with? An L? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Tony's like, I got this, and she, boom, hits Leva over the back, like the back 
right here area, you know, with a forearm, knocks her out. Like, she's dead. Like, what? One shot and you're dead? She then pulls out some green spray paint. They put an L on her back with the spray paint. And they're like, eh, loser, lose. This is some of the stupidest motherfucking shit we've seen in a while. Like, this stuff sucked. This whole loser, loser thing. Like, they're the mean girls. They think just because they've got more experience, they could do what they want and they run this joint. No, it's stupid. It's, it's completely asinine. It's dumb. And then I think they ended up going, we ain't here to make friends. Like, Soraya over here trying to sweet talk her. She's like, Leva, Leva, come here, come here, hey. And then she's like, yeah, baby girl. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah, no. So then we get Katie Vick 2.0. Lexi Nair's at the dressing room of MJF. She's like, I'm trying to get a, a word on MJF. Uh, as he, uh, he, she then finally calls her in. She sits down on the couch next to him. And he says, Takeshita wasn't a match for the generational talent. Everyone says Takeshita's this good. He was good in the ring, but he wasn't a match for me. MJF doesn't know if people hate him because he's twisted or if he's twisted because the people hate him. He then tells a story about how in high school, he kept getting speeding ticket after speeding ticket after speeding ticket and was, or actually he said speed ticket after speed ticket after speed ticket. So right there, he's a fucking moron. Anyways. So he then goes on and is like, I was one point away from getting my license revoked. He then goes on to talk about this girl he was with that was in the car with him at one point, and they were driving his Camaro, and she started basically what he said, giving her head or giving him head. She was. And because of that, he couldn't concentrate while he was driving, and he wrecked the car. He said he cra she cracked her head on the windshield and when met with adversary, the cops came and whatnot. Now, he insinuated this girl that he called Liv died, I guess you could say. And he's like, when I saw the cops were there, I uh, switched seats with her really fast to make it look like she was driving. He's like, in this life, there are winners and there's losers. And tonight, he'll expose Brian Danielson for the loser that he actually is. So... All right, Bubba. I can't count how many times I've seen fucking mean girls, so don't come at me with that. Anyways. Yeah, he's like, I must just, he's like, I might just be proud to be such a scumbag. Okay, cool. So he had his own Katie Vick story, but the fornication happened while she was still alive, so that's the better way to do the story. Unlike when Triple H told the Kane Katie Vick story, where he basically said that the chick died and Kane fucked her dead body. Nope, MJF just got head before killing her. Then we had another, like, I guess there was a lot of shit that I didn't like on this show now that I'm really thinking about it, because this shit was dumb too. Why in the world is, is Ricky Starks agreeing to go through a gauntlet to face Jericho, who he already beat? Who he already beat back on January 4th? Like, why? Why? This whole storyline makes no goddamn sense at all. So Ricky Starks is in there with Angelo Parker. Thing goes like a minute maybe. Wins it. 
Parker got a quick eye rake and a snap suplex. Starks tries the uh, Rochambeau, but Parker racked his eyes. Starks ducked a shot and hit a spear to pick up the quick win. Ricky Starks then also defeats Matt Menard. Matt Menard tries to sneak attack, attack him. Doesn't really work. Quickly rolls him up. One, two, three. Ding, 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 ding. Then Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara come out. And it's like, who's he going to face? Who's he going to face? Maybe it's Garcia. Oh, wait, no, maybe it's Guevara. Oh, maybe it's Garcia. Oh, maybe it's Guevara. They're both getting in the ring. Oh, he knocks Sammy out of the ring. Oh, Daniel Garcia. It's Daniel Garcia. I'm like, what? Really? Come on. Okay, whatever. Uh, stupid shit. So it ends up being Garcia. And Garcia got the quick attack and controlled nearly the entire break. Garcia had a guillotine choke applied off of a uh, spear corner. But... Starks powered up with a powerbomb. Starks then went to the top, and Garcia cut him off with the superplex and held on, but Starks turned it into a Northern Lights bomb for a two. Both men found each, each other battling on the apron with forearms and slaps and so forth until Starks hit a spear on the apron. As Starks would get up at ringside, he would be clocked with a Judas effect by a masked man. Commentary was like, who could that be? It's just a man in the crowd. And I'm like, are you fucking dumb? Really? This is Jericho's M.O. Attack people, attack people while wearing a mask. He did it as Sin Cara. He did it as Pentagon. Now he's done it at whatever mask this was. The guy then eventually gets into the ring, the masked man that is, and they go, wait, I know the, that's the, that's the build of Chris. It is Chris Jericho. Like, really? That's the build of Chris Jericho? So, he was wearing an Oh, Scissor Me Daddy shirt. Whatever. So, Guevara... Rolls up Ricky Starks and pins him to pick up the victory. Whatever. It was whatever. It was dumb. It was dumb. Why does Ricky care about facing uh, Jericho again anyways? He already beat him. They claimed her backstage with Renee Paquette. Billy Gunn says that, you know what? I'm going to leave this to you guys. Two on two. I'm not going to interfere. Heck, I'm not even going to come down for the match. So then they were like, well, we need to scissor me daddy right now. I'm kind of over that. It was funny the first two times, maybe three times. I'm over it. I'm over it. Maybe I'm just not the demo and I don't like the kind of like sexual humor. Renee Paquette is in the trainer's room with Kunotsuke Takeshita and Brian Danielson. Before they hear the door lock, it sounds like Jose says something. And Roosh's music hits. As Danielson realizes, uh-oh, I need to go. My match is starting. But they're locked in the room. So, Roosh makes his entrance as MJF comes out right after. And then tells, hey, sweet cheeks, Aubrey Edwards. You know, by the bylaws of AEW, you really don't get to just sit here. Danielson doesn't come down. You start the match. Go ring the bell. Ring the bell. Finally goes, ring the bell. Ding, ding, ding. Goes, all right. Now Danielson's got a 10 count. Count them. Count them out. Let's go. She's counting. One. Two. Come on, sweet cheeks. You can count, count faster than that. Faster, faster. She looks at him like, screw you. Three. She gets to four. She gets to five. What do you mean? She gets to like four. Danielson finally breaks the door open. He starts beeline into the ring, running, running, running. She gets to five. He finally starts to get out there. She gets to six. He's almost there. Running down the ramp. Slides in the rings, whatever. Like, 
I, I get it was supposed to build up the drama of, oh my God, is he actually going to make it? Is he going to make it? He was locked in the room. Of course he was going to fucking make it. Anyways, as far as the match does go, MJF did join commentary as Roosh quickly hit a corner splash and a snap drop kick to the back of Danielson. Danielson started a chop battle, which turned into headbutts, only for Rush to hit a comeback, German and uh, German suplex, and then chucked Danielson into the railing on the outside. All of a sudden, Danielson comes up bloody. Bloody. And Roosh went to lick his uh, hand clean on the blood. Which is just downright gross. Uh, Aubrey then stopped it from happening, though. Roosh is just battering away Danielson on the floor, but Danielson fought back on the apron with a violent slap battle. So I assume maybe Aubrey was doing her super slow counting again because that was more than 10 seconds on the outside. Danielson then charged at Roosh, who hit an overhead throw to the floor, and the blood from Danielson's hair flew right into the camera, which was kind of a cool thing to see, but eh. Uh, Magma Lord says, are those really the rules? I mean, we've seen it before in AEW where someone didn't come out and they try to get the match started beforehand. So, yeah. Also, remember, guys, if you want to be part of the show, um, submit a super chat on YouTube to make sure your comment, question, or concern does officially get read on the air. Bruce controlled during an entire commercial break and could have ended this uh, presumably at one point, but pulled back on the bullhorns and opted for the LIJ pose instead. Danielson tried to battle back and nearly got the LaBelle lock on, but Roosh got to the ropes. Roosh then tried to sidestep a dive from Danielson, who put on the brakes and hit uh, hit one out of the corner onto the floor. Danielson then hit a charging drop kick against the railing and a perfect top rope drop kick back inside. There was another brutal chop battle that ensued as Roosh tried the bullhorns, but Danielson hit the corner drop kick. Roosh cut him off with a straight jacket pile driver, but Danielson kicked out. Roosh relentlessly threw forearms and went for the bull's horns again, and Danielson popped up, hit a busaku knee, and got a two off of it. There was another forearm battle that led to nearly 20 back and forths between the two men, and some headbutts as well, as Roosh tried another comeback with a German suplex, but Danielson landed on his feet, hit another busaku knee, and won in a really, really good match. Like, this match was the best thing on the show, I would say, in my opinion. MJF would quickly hit the ring and clocked Danielson with a dynamite diamond ring and locked on the salt of the earth before attacking a security guard who tried to break everything up. Three of the guards couldn't really get MJF off Danielson. So there we go. Cool. I thought the match itself was really, really good. Tony Schiavone's backstage with uh, Q and Murr from Impractical Jokers. And this was a little confusing. Murr had Floyd the Bat, Chris Jericho's Bat, and they talked about Jericho being on their show in the past and then what they did tonight, taking the bat from Jericho. And they're like, well, if Jericho would like, he can be on our season premiere tomorrow to react to what we did taking his bat. And I'm like, ain't that show like filmed months ago? So does that mean that this is long-term booking as far as they filmed something for their show months ago and now they're paying it off in AEW and tomorrow? Interesting. They stuck with it. We then had the trios titles on the line as the Elite defended against AR Fox in top flight. Honestly, the first half of this match, nothing happened, which is kind of weird. 
but they were just saving everything so they can go a mile a minute and go doo -doo 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 -doo, get everything in at once at the end. So match is fine. Wasn't great. We've seen better six man tags. It was just a lot of spots, I felt like. And that's what I just really wasn't into tonight. I just wasn't into all the spot fest type of match. There was a fast start early on as Top Flight and Fox kind of were in control early on. Nick made a blind tag to Matt as the Bucks hit their somersault neckbreaker combo. Fox tried to charge in, but Omega quickly dunked him or duck, dunked him to the mat. Omega then made the tag <clears throat> and lit up Darius with strikes as the Elite remained in control the whole commercial break. Darius managed to block a super kick and hit a Spanish fly on Matt. And then he made the tag to Fox, who rolled through a dive to Omega and hit a somersault senton on Nick. Fox fought off the Elite with various cutters before wiping out the Bucks with a dive. Then, Omega with one on the opposite side. Uh, one more for good measure. He took out the Bucks with a somersault dive. Back inside the ring, Omega was dropped with a Centon Atomico and a Lomain Pain by Fox, who tagged in Dante. To the shock of no one, Dante showed off his amazing athleticism until Matt cut him off the locomotion Northern Lights. Dante avoided a third and, Matt, uh, and made the blind tag to his brother as Matt hit a Northern Lights on both top flight while stacking Fox on top of them at the same time. Uh, Dante spiked Nick at one point with the DDT and got a close near fall off of it a little bit later. Fox then hit an inverted 450 to the floor onto everyone not named Nick Jackson and then was hit with the nosedive by top, who was then hit with the nosedive by top flight while Fox hit a 450 for a two as Omega broke it up at the last second. Fox went for another low main pain on Nick in the corner, but Omega cut him off with a snap dragon off the ropes. Dante wiped out Omega with a flying lariat as Matt ran wild with super kicks and a standing slice of bread. Fox then charged, but was dropped with the assisted more, uh, more bang for your buck. Nick, with the help of his brother, hit a moonsault to the floor to wipe out top flight as Omega hit Fox with a V-trigger and a doctor bomb for a two. There's another V-trigger and a one-winged angel attempt, which Fox rolled through and got a two of his own. Fox and Omega then traded attempts before Omega ultimately would pin AR Fox Pick up the title or pick up the win and retain the titles. Fun match. First half of the match felt really just there to me until it really ramped up later. But again, there's just a lot of spots and a little at times too much to follow, but it was whatever. It was cool. Good match overall, though. This was a little weird. Next, Lexi Nair's in the back with Stokely Hathaway, and she asks, Is there any cracks in the in the firm? He's like, No. They're all back at the hotel. They're trying to get along, they're working things out, but hook is the one causing problems. All of a sudden, Hook shows up behind him and grabs Stokely by the arm, and they're like, no, don't do anything. You're going to hurt him. And basically, he's like, uh, be careful what you say. And yeah, they try to make Hook menacing, I guess you could say. This did absolutely nothing for me. Speaking of absolutely nothing, nothing was announced tonight for next week's AEW Dynamite. Like, nothing. They usually announce one or two things and then say, where will we announce this week on Rampage? No. They just said, matches for next week's AEW Dynamite will be announced for this on this week's Rampage. 
Speaking of Rampage, we got a couple of things announced. They said, John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta of the Blackpool Combat Club will be taking on the Butcher, the Blade, and Kip Sabian. We also do know that Jungle Boy Jack Perry will be in action. Ruby Soho will go one-on-one -on -one with Marina Shafir. We will also hear from one half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, Mark Briscoe. So cool to see that Mark Briscoe is going to be on the show this Friday. So then we move on to our main event. AW World Tag Team titles on the line. It's the acclaimed defending against the gun club or the guns, the ass boys, whatever you want to talk about. And the match was okay. Wasn't all that great. Crowd was into it, so that's a plus. But then the show just ended very awkwardly. Both Colton and Austin were picked apart early while Austin, or until Austin, Hit a scissors me timbers, which allowed Bowens and Caster to scissors the crowd, or was hit with the scissors me tenders, and then they scissored to the crowd. Yeah, scissors, scissor. After a dive by Caster, the guns took control during the commercial break and kept Caster isolated. Caster was able to get free to make Bow uh, to get the hot tag of Bowens. He ran wild for a series of strikes. There was a reverse rough rider by Bowens that got a two, but there was a little miscommunication by the acclaimed that allowed the guns to regain control. Bowens tried a discus forearm on Austin, who pulled the ref in front of him, and there was a ref bump. The ref fell to the floor on the outside and was just dead. Like, dead weight, dead. He then shoved Bowens uh, out of the way. Well, the, the ref was down. Um, Caster was down, I believe it was. And all of a sudden, Billy Gunn comes out when it looks like Austin's going to use the belt to hit him. Billy stops him. And then Colton hits Billy with the belt. He hits his own father with the belt. Bowens then actually gets back in and hits the arrival on Austin as Caster hits the mic drop, but there's no referee. So Caster tries to throw the ref into the ring. Colton throws Caster into the railing, and Colton breaks up the pin attempt by pulling um, Bowens off. Bowens then... I guess you could say kicks Colton out of the way, tries to go for a roll-up. The ref's counting super slow. Austin kicks out. Bowens then flies into the ropes. Colton hits him with the belt shot. Austin rolls him up. Ref's still counting slow. One, two, three. New champions. Yes, the guns are the brand new AEW World Champions as the crowd in El Paso is chanting Bullshit 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 Billy Gunn finally gets up and he's with the acclaimed in the ring like I don't know what's happening I don't know what's going on and they keep cutting to the guns and then they cut to the, the um, acclaimed in the ring and then they cut to the guns where Caliber's berating them for cheating <laughs> and Taz is like hey I get that what they did wasn't the right way to do it. It wasn't, you know, what, what you know, ad, admirable champions, new champions do, but they still won, so you got to give them their just dues, Excalibur. And I'm like, oh, Taz ain't wrong. I mean, Taz isn't wrong there. And for the last three minutes that this show is on the air, it's just guys standing around. And for 90 seconds to almost two minutes of it, the camera's just on the acclaimed and Billy in the ring doing absolutely nothing. Just fill in time before they can go off the air and power slap comes on. I don't know what happened here because the guns music's playing. 
and then we finally don't see the guns anymore. And about 30 seconds later, the acclaimed music then ends up starting to play. This just felt really weird, like something got rushed. And then eventually they go off the air and it's power slap. So, yeah, weird indeed. But the guns are the new champs. Crowd in El Paso didn't like it. Most people on Twitter is calling this a very dumb booking decision. Seen a lot of people on Twitter saying this is a dumb booking decision. Now, I thought if the guns were going to win, it was going to be because, like, Billy turns on the acclaimed or something. And this was the, quote, plan all along. But that's not the case. Billy stuck with the acclaimed, which is very interesting. So, we'll see where this leads to. My one theory is what I hope they don't do. I hope this isn't just leading to the acclaimed winning the titles back at Revolution just so they can get that new champion pop reaction from the crowd and it be a pay-per-view crowd. I just hope they're not flip-flopping these belts. Because I can really see them doing that, going, oh man, you know, the acclaimed win at the pay-per-view, but as new champions, you can only imagine that pop. And so I think that's a viable thing they do. I hope they don't, because it, it will be flip-flopping the belts, and that's just not something we want to see. But with that, guys, that's everything that did take place at AEW Dynamite tonight. An all right show. I guess I'd give it like a 6.5 or even a 7 out of 10. I wouldn't give it an 8 or a 9 or anything. But I, I think I can give it a 7 out of 10 because there's good wrestling, but a lot of nonsensical things that just really didn't make sense and need to happen, to be completely honest. With that, guys, you know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to see what you guys thought of the show as far as the polls do go. As far as the Twitch poll does. Oh, I never did the Twitch. Okay, we're going to run the Twitch poll now. And we'll check it. thought I clicked it. I guess I didn't. We'll check it here in a moment. So as far as the Twitter poll does go. 46% liked the show. 35% didn't like the show. And 17% thought it was just all right. As far as the YouTube community poll does go. Let's hit the refresh button on that. Uh... 65% liked the show, 21% thought it was just all right, and 15% did not like it. Some of the comments here says, I thought hour two was better than hour one. True. Someone says it was good till the main event. This person said solid show. As far as the YouTube live poll does go, 76% liked the show, 13% thought it was just all right, and 10% did not like Dynamite. All right, we'll get we'll go 30 more seconds waiting on the Twitter poll. Oh, 10 seconds, because it looks like there's not too much action in it. And Twitter poll. 50% liked the show. 33% didn't like the show. And 17% thought it was just all right. So with that, yes, Michael Wallace has a great analogy. There he goes. Um, they just flip-flopped the TNT title between Joe and Darby, so hopefully they are not doing the same with the tag titles. Correct as the Miz would say. With that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited or YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited if you're watching live or if you're watching later or on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. I will be back live Friday morning for the wrestling wrap-up and then Friday evening for Friday Night Smackdown. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your night, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.